Well, how do we not begin with hooray, Joe Biden won. That's huge applause. And, you know, if you're upset that uh, Trump lost, you are welcome to leave the country. Um, or you could just be mad and protest, but honestly, I wouldn't mind um, seeing you guys protest violently and uh, treated as the black people who were just trying to say that unarmed, innocent black people don't deserve to be killed, let you be treated the same way. And maybe then everybody who sympathized for the past four years, then we show up with assault rifles because that's America, apparently. But again, if you voted for Trump, go fuck yourself a whole lot. And if you didn't, you know, I hope you enjoyed a big juicy steak, courtesy of America. So the first time that I went to a strip club, it was just a, a random night. Um, I was, I want to say 18, I might have been 19. And so I joined the Army Reserves, and I'd gone through basic AIT and all that, and I was sitting on all this money because they're paying you. You're technically an employee while you're there, but you don't really have access to spend your money like that. At least I didn't. I didn't have kids and a family and responsibilities. I was just a kid straight out of high school. And so all that money just went into my account and sat there. And I was a little nervous because my mother was very into my finances because I made a lot of poor decisions with money when I was younger. Um, and she always wanted to have a say, making sure that I was saving. And it took me probably another 15, 20 years before I understood, we've got to save. Actually, I'm not that old, but yeah, it took forever for me to get the concept of pay yourself first. And my grandmother's been saying that to me since I was a child. But on this particular night, I don't know who had the idea, but somehow the conversation of going to a strip club came up. Now, in Virginia, where I was from, you know, they had pasties, I believe. I'm not a strip club person. I probably should have started with that. I don't enjoy them. I don't believe or subscribe into just giving attractive women my money that I had to work for so that I can see them with their clothes off. And if their clothes aren't going to be all the way off, then I'm really confused because I'm like, well, then I'm just giving you money for no reason other than you've got the body parts that I like. That's crazy to me. So I wasn't going to go someplace in Virginia. And we had to, it was myself, my friend Nelson, and my friend Bernie. I believe, it, yeah, it was just the three of us. And we, we normally didn't roll together as a threesome. I don't know how your friendships have worked, but we were normally a four or fivesome. Um, and there should have at least been my friend Mike there because Mike and Bernie were best friends. Nelson and I were best friends. I forget where Mike was that night. And <laughs> knowing Mike, he probably just heard, oh, you're going to a strip club, count me out. And then that was the end of the conversation for him. Um, it took Nelson a lot of convincing, but we did eventually get him in the car because Bernie and I were so stoked, and if Bernie was for something, Nelson was probably going to be for it. So we're heading up to Maryland, 
DC, to the best of my knowledge, doesn't have full-on naked strip clubs either. And again, going to a strip club, please don't have anything on. Maybe socks, but I would prefer, I don't know, sandals to socks. So we're on our way up to Baltimore because for some reason I know, and maybe we looked it up on the internet, um, Baltimore has strip clubs. Bernie might have known that. Uh, so we head up to the block. And it, the block is a lot like what it sounds like. It is an area of Baltimore where they have a very focused amount of strip clubs, all within the same kind of walking distance. And it's the block. So we're not 21. And in my mind, at that time, we're over 18, we can go to a strip club. You don't have to be 21 to do anything but drinking, as far as I know. So we find, well, we find out that we can't go into a lot of the strip clubs because you need to be over 21. So for a moment, I was really mad because we drove like an hour, maybe a little more. Uh, it was like a Saturday night, I believe. And in my mind, I'm like, dude, we just drive all this way to get told no and have to drive all the way back home. Now, knowing the kids that we were back then, we would have turned it into some kind of a, a fun adventure anyway and decided to, I don't know, stop somewhere on the way home. Fortunately, there is a man on the street who is, forget what we call him in New York, like the flyer guys, but he's one of them. And he's like, hey, you guys don't have to be 21 to come in here. And I'm like, what? Oh, good. I don't have to drive all the way home. I think I paid for parking. So that also pissed me off. And uh, we go in. I remember walking in and there was a runway to the left. And it's not far. Like, it's a very narrow bar. Maybe it's 10 feet wide. Maybe 15 so there's a runway on the left, and the first thing I see is what looks to be an older woman. Imagine you're at a child's soccer game, and one of the moms kind of like bears a resemblance to a very thin, older man who has smoked cigarettes most of his life. And is drooping like it looks like if you got within a foot of him you would just smell all the cigarettes except instead of being at some child's game this person is on the runway so immediately i was like oh i didn't know that they had equal opportunity stripper hire like some stuff you should probably just have to look good for no so, we walk in, we decide we're going to get a drink. I'm trying to look at every other stripper in there to see if there's any chance that I would find any of these women attractive. As soon as we walk up to the bar, stripper comes around from the other side of the bar. And she starts talking to me. And she was like, hey, uh, do you want to buy me a drink? And I was like, no. Now, that was just my ignorance to what was like actually happening in that moment. But I was like, no, I don't want to buy you a drink. I don't know you. So then she's like, well, 
I could give you a dance. I forget the exact amount, so I'm going to make these up, but you'll get it when I'm done. So she's like, if you'd like a dance, I'll give you a dance for 25 bucks. And I was like, that's very nice of you. Um, I'm just going to get like a drink. Bear in mind, it's not alcoholic, so I'm like waiting on Coca-Cola. And I was like, I'm just going to get like a drink and wait for a little while. So then she turns to Bernie and Nelson, who are right there. They were right there for the whole interaction that we had. And she goes, you guys want a drink? She points at Bernie and she goes, I'll give you a drink for 30 or a dance. <laughs> like, I'll give you a dance for 30. Then she turns to Nelson and goes, I'll give you a dance for 40. So I am pretty positive they both said no, but at least Bernie and I, our eyes lit up as she just went through her pricing structure. We waited till she left because we're still very young men. But we were like, how are you gonna ask me for one price, him for a different price, and then him for the final and third different price? That's so disrespectful. If we were hearing impaired, perhaps it would be a little less rude, but not really. That's one of the rudest things I've ever seen in my life, aside from anything that involved violence or someone being spat on. So, we don't get a dance. I want to say another like 10-15 minutes pass, and I think we've gone to the very expensive ATM. I forget what that fee was, but I feel like anybody who is an adult and has been in a strip club knows strip clubs and casinos you don't want to use their atm you want to use an atm elsewhere for a dollar or two because they're gonna hit you seven eight nine ten more it's nasty and now that i'm thinking about that i am pretty positive i went to an atm outside and i'll tell you why so nelson gets to talking to a different stripper now and I believe she first tried to get a, a dance from Bernie. Didn't happen, because Bernie was disgusted by every woman that was in there. Uh, but then she eventually starts talking to Nelson, and Nelson buys her a drink. So, up until that point, we had no idea that buying a drink was anything other than just a kind thing to do. Uh, we thought it was like buying a drink for a woman at a bar, and since we hadn't been to a bar, we didn't know it was very different. So buying a drink means that you are confirming that you will be buying a dance. The drink doesn't get you a dance. It is, I guess, like paying for your ticket. And Nelson didn't want to dance. He was just trying to be nice to this stripper. So eventually, Nelson is like arguing with the stripper very quietly. He's not like making a scene, but Bernie and I can tell he's clearly having words with the stripper and a man who looks like he's probably management. He had all his clothes on. So I see them and I'm a little protective. So I come over and insert myself into the situation. And once I figure out what's going on, I'm like, whoa, he didn't want to buy a dance. He was literally just buying her a drink. That's when they inform me and us that buying a drink is buying a dance, except for now you need to go pay for the dance as well. And they were trying to force Nelson to go to an ATM. He was like, I didn't bring cash for a dance. I just 
wanting to come in and hang with my friends. I didn't know what I was doing. So now the manager is kind of strong-arming him. And I'm like, Nelson, he can't make you go to the ATM. So then they asked me to excuse myself from the conversation. And since he is a grown man, I'm like, I mean, okay, I, I'll step five feet to the left. But again, Nelson, they can't make you go to the ATM. So I'm explaining this whole situation to Bernie. And then the next thing that I know, the guy and another very large guy are walking Nelson to an ATM. And I was like, oh my God, he's going to let them do it. It would have been better for them to throw us out than to be fooled into paying that ATM fee and making them like, it's like a robbery. So after Nelson goes to the ATM, I'm finishing my drink. And Nelson, now now we have to stay and we're, we're through with this place. They crossed the line. But we, we do have to stay because Nelson has to get his dance. He's on the other side of the bar from us now. She took him away from us. For a few minutes at least, we see her just talking to him. But there is a song going on. And so as we're watching her talking to him, like face to face, not grinding on him or turning over her shoulder, we're like, is he paying for this right now? Or does his dance start soon? And then she finally did grind a little bit, but she spent most of the time talking to him face to face. And we were like, what the fuck is that? So when she's done with whatever that was, she says, oh, excuse me for a second. I got to go up on stage. And some things just get etched into your mind. So she jumps up on that catwalk and she had on like a bikini and some ridiculous heels as I'm sure you would imagine a stripper to have on. And they hit the music. She did not take her clothes off. What she did was she pulled, and I'm not gonna shame the size of her breasts, but I will say they were flapjacks. So she pulled them out over the top of her bikini top. And then instead of taking off the bottom of the bikini, she pulled it between like where it should be on and the knee you know so she had to do a weird waddle walk across that catwalk which was I don't know unprofessional is the best thing that I can think of to call it it's gross all right everyone and for today's one o'clock game we have the New York Giants woo against the Washington football team, basically known as the Redskins, since they refused to pick a new name. Um, for today's recipe, we're going to go ahead and prepare some chicken nachos. So, what we're going to need are three tablespoons and a fourth of a teaspoon of canola oil. Make sure that you get some salsa. We're going to need... Two cups and a tablespoon of mozzarella and cheddar cheese. You can do one, the other, or a combination. And then an eighth of teaspoon salt. Get some chicken breast. We're going to shred those. And then a tomato and some tortilla chips. You can also use garlic if you want. Now, the Giants have played a horrible season, so be prepared after this to just chow down on your wife because you've got to get a win today and it's not going to be from the Giants, okay? Let's see it.
So, now we finally left the first strip club. And Bernie and I are pretty ready to go home. But when we leave on the walk back to the car, there is another place that is open if you are 18 and up. So I was like, you know what, we came all this way. It's worth just having a peek inside. I didn't get any lap dances at the first place. We go in. This place looks much better. And this is the only time that this has ever happened because every other time I went to a strip club, I was there for other people. It wasn't about me trying to enjoy myself. Plus, after this, I was never going to believe the same lines. So we get in there, and I remember thinking to myself, holy shit, that's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. And the woman comes over. I don't remember what her perfume was, but I remember it was almost as pretty as she was. So I am just smitten. I was like, oh shit, what's a stripper like you doing in a strip club like this? Don't you know that the over-21s are probably better for you? Whatever. And she was nice to me. You know, oh, ask me questions. Oh, you're a college student, this and that. And she said she was a college student. She may have been, but I doubt it. And she did tell me that it was her first night. That one I knew was a line, but she was so pretty, I was willing to believe anything. And... I remember that I had on some red, like, velour pants. I was wearing a lot of velour at this time. And uh, I did ask for a dance, and I think I bought her a drink. I think I did. Um, and she gives me, you know, the lap dance, grinding. I'm afraid to touch anything, so my hands are almost up like it's a stick-up. And she's like... She didn't correct my hands, but she's like, oh, I can't feel you. Could you, like, pull your pants up some so that she could grind on penis, which to me was awesome. I had not slept with anybody who looked anything like this before. Well, no, no, not that pretty. Um, so she's grinding away. I still remember that one of the songs was a little Bow Wow song called take you home, I believe. I'm saying little bow wow. You just don't know the way you move so fast across the floor. When it's something and something and something else, I don't need the lyrics. I just want to take you home. And she was grinding to that. And when she was done, I'm glad I kept some cool. I didn't like follow her around or ask for her phone number to be my girlfriend or anything. What I did do was spend the rest of the evening smelling myself because she had grinded all of her perfume into my clothes. Now I understand why married men get in trouble because if I had even had a girlfriend at that time, I'm sure I'd have had some splaining to do because I was covered in glitter and I smelled just like a stripper. But, you know, I hope that that lady turned her life around or she's still out there busting it open and getting crazy paid. I'm not mad at you. Get paid. Okay, everybody, and welcome back to Overactive Imagination Anonymous. And uh, if it's anybody's first time here, I want to welcome you. This is a safe place. Um, and why don't you go ahead and stand up, tell us your name, and tell us what brought you here today. Uh.
Hi, my name is Gerald. Um, thank you. I, uh, I came here today because, for as long as I can remember, my imagination has been very active. Uh, only child for a long time, and so playing with myself um, was something that I had to do often. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean that to be a bit of a double entendre. But, um, last week I was alone and I took some clothes and um, I put them on a, a broom and I dressed them up to look like uh, a guy friend. Um, I took a basketball, gave him a face, put a hat on it, and then I came all over this imaginary person um, to try and bring him to life. And uh, that's when I realized I needed help. Wait a second, what happened? Did it come to life? No, it didn't. I see. Gross. Welcome, Gerald. Thank you for sharing. Hey, Becca. Uh, this is Tyler. Just giving you a call. I wanted to say that I had a great time at dinner last night, and uh, I'm hoping that you have time next weekend. Maybe we can uh, get together and do it again. All right. Um, you have my number, and I hope that you have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, Becca. Um, I'm so sorry. Uh, I don't mean to keep blowing up your uh, your phone. Last night you said that you were going to Venmo me, and then I realized um, we're not Facebook friends, and you don't have my Venmo. Um, it's at Tyler-Richardson-16. So, whenever you can get around to it, I appreciate it. Bye. Oh, hey, Becca. Tyler again. Did I say dash 16? I think I meant to say dash 19. Sorry about that. Um, okay. I'll, I'll talk to you. Bye. You know what? This is silly. Um, don't Venmo me. Okay? You can just take care of the next one and that'll be enough. Okay. Uh, it's Tyler. I'm starting to get afraid that I'm just calling too much. You should never have given me your phone number. <laughs> just wanted to take a moment and uh, give a shout out to the dudes who have toe thumbs. I don't know how they never get discussed. I know that you have to exist. And I mean, it's a damn shame when a good woman is ruined by toe thumbs, but I can only imagine what happens when a woman sees a man and they are just almost feral. That's how interested they are. And then they're like, whew, 6'5", everything looks good. Whoa. His thumbs have crazy short nails on them. So sad. So sad. Do you not want me to go get his phone number anymore? Nah. I think I'm good. May he find love. Because that's the thing, like... I feel horrible about the way that I judge some people. Just based on the way they look. Like, they didn't do anything to me. And it's not that I hate them. But it's very much like when I see them, 
I just don't want to see them anymore. And I know some people are going like, oh, well, you could always pull out your eyeballs and be blind. I'd rather not. There are some things I want to see. I was having a discussion. Uh, I guess it's about big women. Personally, everybody deserves love. That's not even a question to me. Although, I, you don't know. A lot of people don't want pedophiles to have love, but I do think everybody deserves it. I'm not attracted to everybody. And there are a lot of things that I'm not attracted to people for, and it's weird that some things sit on a list that is okay, while others do not. Like, you could say, oh, I don't like that person, I caught them picking their nose. Now, some people might still fight you, like, who doesn't? But, okay, I saw them picking their nose and eating it. Alright, well, I think we can all agree that's pretty gross. That's okay. But if you say, ah, I couldn't date her, her feet were jacked up. I I don't know if women disqualify men for those same reasons. Like, we all laugh at um, Boomerang when he brought up, like, it was hammer time. But it seems like in any example I can think of, it's always like a female stand-up comic or something or a movie. But no woman is like leaving a man because his toes are all fucked up and he never cuts his toenails and he shreds the sheets and cuts them at night. They just bring it up all the time and make him the butt of a joke or just talk shit to him about it. But they don't leave him for that. And I guess that's not bad. Like, yes, it's better than leaving. Instead, you're just going to verbally abuse him. And that's better it seems like, than just saying, nah, I can't date that dude, his feet are jacked up. Do you see those sneakers? He's killing them from the inside. It's just weird how we separate things like, oh, you can't not date her because she's big. All right, well, I don't know. There's really not a whole lot of good reasons. Like, aside from the fact that oh, I got the vibe like she was a cheater, or I guess you're still allowed to say you won't date people that smoke or drink, or drink too much, or something like that, but like, there really aren't any reasons that society is going to let you get away with for not seeing somebody anymore. Like, uh, there was some thing that I was reading about a woman who had gained a lot of weight, and I have told every woman that I have ever dated, like, I don't want a big woman, I just never have, no offense, but some of them took issue with that. And I was like, hey, if you plan on being big, I can totally understand how that hurts. And it's not like I was saying the moment I think you're fat, I'm out. More like when I, when it gets to a point where I can no longer like find you attractive or I'm starting to find you less attractive, I would say something. What that is, I don't know. I'm not going to say, hey, you need to lose weight. I might invite you to come to the gym with me. I'm going to try to do it as nice as I can, but it's like having to tell a coworker that they don't smell good or that they need to wear deodorant only to find out that they have been wearing deodorant the whole time. Like no matter what you say, it's going to hurt their feelings. So I don't know, rip the bandaid off, but you know, try to have some compassion about it. But I think even if you told somebody a woman stank that they would still say, come on, now you're being, you're being harsh. A smell. <sighs> Buy her some lotion. Get her a perfume that you like. Alright, well, when can I leave her? Can't be because she's big. 
probably also can't be because she's gotten too small. Because then you're leaving somebody with a disease. Can you leave them? I don't know. I guess it has to be something that almost seems like TMI. Like, oh, why'd you leave her? Man, every time that she gave me a beach, she would slide both of her thumbs into my ass. What? Yeah. So I had to get her gone, baby. Well, why'd you leave that guy? Uh, he kept screaming out his mother's name when he orgasmed. I thought that was strange. Fair enough. Fair enough. Give them something that they can't judge you for. That's magic. Oh, why'd you leave her? I caught her hitting on a seven-year-old outside of our building one day, and I haven't been able to shake the image ever since. Gotta be the weirdest or most criminal thing that that person's heard all day in order to get the okay nod. Why'd you leave her? Uh, I got up to go to the bathroom at a McDonald's, and when I came back, it looked like she was pouring urine into my soda. I can't have that. Had to go. Yeah, you did, man. Thank God that somebody's being brave. Everything is brave. That's good, though. I like that. I'm going to start giving people excuses. 1-800-you-need-to-get-this-person-out-of-your-life. That's too long a phone number. But I could come up with excuses like that all day. Like, oh, just tell him that you caught her trying to blow your child. He's he's one years old. Yeah, I know. People are definitely not going to be on her side about this. That's great. I'm going to give you one more excuse just because this is easy. Uh, What happened? She texted my father that she's always had a thing for him. So I had to cut that off at the butt. Right? All right. We'll be back with more. Feel free to hit us up on Instagram at Strawberry Cough Podcast. Let me know if you got any ideas. We've got some guests coming. And I think you're going to like it. All right now. Kisses.